You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells from a piece when I fire. Harder than hell feel the heat. All right, PJ, we are back after the Olympia. And right before I leave tomorrow morning for the Shrew Classic. I think this is show number 40. And uh, you know the truth is, PJ, I do not want to do the show at all right now. Uh, do you feel the same way or are you excited to do it? No, I don't want to do it either. Um, let's let's discuss what we've been through in the past. Just let's let's just talk about the past twenty four hours. What we've been before through. before we even go through it. I want to, I want to just say that, that we we would die for you bitches out there because um, we're doing this because of. I mean, I'm doing it. I don't know what PJ's doing. I'm doing it because of the the sheer amount of people who came up to me uh, at the Olympia Expo when I was with PJ when I was separate that came up and said um, that they love the show. And that the, the the show is you know amazing and blah 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 and they didn't even say, I mean I, the, it actually ended up probably exceeding the amount of, I, I heard anything else about me um, was how great the show was and so I actually had a few people really upset that they didn't have the show to listen to when they were flying to Las Vegas so I said you know what I'm gonna suck it up even though I really don't want to do it I know PJ doesn't want to do it and Darielle doesn't even want me to do it because she wants to, to help me you know get ready to go so she can go to sleep so We're doing it for the fans. Doing it for you guys, you fucks, you fucks, <laughs> ungrateful mother pieces. Of... So here we are. Okay, go through. What are you gonna say? Go through. What we what did we go? What did I go through personally, PJ? What kind of what kind of horribleness did we go through? Well, just let's just go through. Uh, you know, the past twenty four hours, we um, we both uh, were extremely hungover on Sunday. Yes, um, from the uh, the uh, after party. It was an all-night thing, and we didn't really get much sleep. And uh, Dave uh, was eager to go uh, ziplining, so we couldn't. We really didn't get a chance to recover on Sunday. Right. And, and people will be able to see a video of you and Dave ziplining together. Unfortunately, I will not be in the video because I was too fat to go on the zipline. I was uh, really upset about that. You want to start with that? Want to start with that that Sunday, or you want to go back and start at the beginning? What do you think? Um, well, I mean, I think that they can all assume that we, there was just a debauchery going on all weekend. I mean, there, I don't know how much, uh, how long you want to talk about it for. I mean, just, just the first day there was a whirlwind of experiences for me. <laughs> so, well, we first got there and we obviously were on the same flight there. Yeah. PJ actually messed up booking his flight, which I, I can't understand exactly how that happened since I gave you the exact details of the flight to book. But PJ, um, we got lucky because on the way there, even though PJ booked the wrong flight coming out of uh, moving from uh, from Fort Lauderdale to uh, to to Houston, where you're good, you were fine. But yes. from Houston to Las Vegas, you booked the flight after the flight that I booked. So we got lucky. This guy uh, liked PJ's muscles, the uh, the booking agent guy, and he actually moved PJ up no problem into a seat in the flight with me. So your muscles got you into uh, into the correct flight. So it was no problem. Uh, but uh, we uh, we got there and we got off the plane in Vegas. We went to the hotel and we immediately went to the store and bought bottles of vodka to get to get our things uh, get things going right. Right? Yeah, you already had six vodkas on the plane. I did. Well, I got upgraded to first class. I got to say, I got upgraded to first class on the way back too. That's why I love United, PJ, because United. What what happens is when you fly enough, they uh, they move you into. Um, we start with silver, then gold, then platinum, and then 100k plus. These are different levels of um, 
of, I guess, uh, what do they call it? Premier status. Yeah. And I'm at a level now that, as you saw, because you were with me, um, we were able to skip the security line, which is awesome. You know, we there wasn't like a tremendous security line when uh, you and I left uh, Fort Lauderdale. But I got to tell you, leaving Vegas, I skipped a security line. Phew, I don't know. I, I, I like to say 200 people long. And I got I love to see the people, how they get angry when I get to skip them. I love that. I was pretty impressed with your boss status at the airport, I must say. Yeah, I, I get pretty. I get treated pretty well. And so we go up to the plane, and um, I, they had upgraded me to first class because I fly so much that I get the, the – if there's any seats left on the plane, unless there's somebody that's more senior than me, that has more miles than me, I automatically get for upgraded first class, uh, which is an expensive ticket. So on the way there, I got upgraded to first class, and uh, that makes it better. And you got to – see, the thing is you've got to take advantage of the situation that you get when you go to first class. And that means you get very, very decent and sometimes actually very good whole meals, hot meals. And uh, on this one I had, um, on that one going there, they had a, um, a chicken Parmesan that was very good. Uh, they give you a little salad, a chicken Parmesan, a bread roll. They give you a little dessert and they give you some kind of carb, like a potato or something. I don't know, I have a sweet potato, I think. And then you get a little dessert, and I, you know, it has chocolate pudding type stuff with like the fruits in it and stuff, and uh, and of course you get free alcohol. Now, for a normal person, they might have a glass of wine with their food, you know, maybe maybe a beer or something. But for me, I've got to take I've got to take full advantage. So I make sure to get the little bottles of vodka, and I tell them to do give me two, you know, two neat, and they'll give me two, which that means just two right out of the bottle into a glass, and I do it. I did three of those, so I get six bottles by the time we got out there. So I was I was already raring to go. Yeah, you were ready. I had to uh, I had to catch up, and you did. I made a, a mistake though of catching up with the skull. Yeah, we bought so we bought two bottles of vodka. That's a good point, PJ. One of the we actually bought three bottles of vodka, didn't we? Yes, three. We bought um one that was my choice, which was the Grey Goose. PJ usually prefers Kettle One, but there was none there. We got the what else? Uh, the skull is called uh, Crystal Head. Crystal Skull, or is it Crystal Head? Crystal Head. Crystal Head, which is it's interesting. You read all about it, so you know more about it than me. Isn't there some like reason that they made it look like that? Like Indiana Jones or something? Yeah, like there's like these crystal skulls that were found all around the world or some shit. And I don't know. The, 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 that was the worst decision, I think, of the whole weekend. Beautiful bottle. It was this beautiful carved glass bottle that looks just like a skull. It's a little nozzle coming out of the top. And the beautiful bottle is like $50, so PJ really splurged on it. And uh, we opened it up. And I had it once before. I remember it being tasting not too great. But, man, this shit was like rubbing rubbing alcohol. I mean, it was so hard to drink and bitter. And uh, PJ and me, I think we ended up finishing it, didn't we? Yes, we did. I I, uh, I think that was a great, great uh, way to just describe it. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. Right? Yeah. It was good. burned. It was like, ugh. It reminds me of, you know, don't you ever seen those Jaeger commercials? Jaeger doesn't do this to me, but you ever seen the Jaeger commercials back in the day when you were a kid where it was just like a green bottle and then a guy's face making that ugh face? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Like, you do that face. You don't even mean to do that face. Yeah, it was, that stuff's really rough. I have to, like, hold that stuff in my mouth for a few seconds once I shoot it and then, like, motivate myself to swallow it. Yeah, it was, um, it was rough. It was definitely rough. Um, but we did, we ended up, and we got one other one. What did we get? We got the X. We got X, too, uh, which was uh, a flavored vodka. And it was like, uh, it was actually our chaser. We chased normal vodka with flavored vodka. And, and it worked all right. Yeah, that was good. It was like, 
The X tasted like a Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, Mad Dog 2020. We liked the X. Yeah, it was um, it was good. It was That's good. how we do it. You know, we're like, uh, we spent a lot of time with with so many fucking pros. Yeah. When you're when you're part of a fucking team of elites, you don't fucking chase your shit with like a fucking no. juice. Fuck you no. chase, chase your alcohol with some more fucking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You don't drink nothing but fucking alcohol the whole night. Yeah, yeah. So um, we did that, and day one was really we we didn't do much other than that on day one. We hung around. We did a little gambling. Uh, what else did we do? What else? There was nothing else that night, pretty much. It started the festivities really started on Thursday, right? Uh, yeah, Wednesday. We, well, I, I had a hell of a night Wednesday that we don't need to really get in, but I covered a lot of things that one would want to cover in a place like Vegas. And then... Yep, yep you did. You did. Uh, Thursday. What was going on on Thursday? Uh, Thursday, we had the press conference in the morning, which I don't yeah. think... You did attend. You did I attend. did attend, yes. I Unfortunately, like you didn't sit by me. David only saved uh, one seat. I Very wanna, characteristic of Dave. How many seats do you expect me to save? I have to save one for PJ, too. They <laughs> made a save him a seat. <laughs> PJ's not working. He doesn't get a seat. No, he can sit in the back with the rest of the people that don't work. No, he just, uh, you know how Dave is. You know, he, he's not like, he doesn't, those, that is not Dave's strong suit. So Dave did not get you a seat, unfortunately. So you sat in the back and, and I was all excited to ask a question. I started getting ready. You know, I, I even tried a few questions out on you to see what you thought was the best and, and uh, and actually, at the press conference, we didn't even have to ask questions because it was uh, exciting enough, which is extremely rare for an uh, Olympia press conference. So, very exciting press conference uh, for as far as press conferences go. And uh, and then we went from there. Oh, it was interesting. Everybody loves to hear Ben Pukowski stories and, and Rob Yule stories. So, uh, of course, the star of the press conference, I would have to say, it was Ben Pukowski because he came out and pretty much verbally destroyed, um, or at least tried to verbally destroy Branch. Um, saying that um, that only Branch thought that he should deserve the Arnold, and that not only because Dennis Wolf was the one complaining that he should have won, or that he, he, Branch didn't deserve to win, and uh, he said I wouldn't even have had Branch in the top five. And then uh, Bob came up to him and said something like, "You know, you're known as as Mister, you know, quads these days, the best legs in bodybuilding. Would you still say? Would you say that you have better legs even than Branch Warren?" And he goes, "Is, is that is that question a joke?" And uh, so he ended up being, you know, definitely the bad guy of, uh, of bodybuilding. So when he came out, me and you were standing right there, and he came out and came to talk to me, and me and him were talking about, you know, what he was, what he had done, and how it would play out in the movie and stuff like that. And you were standing right there, and I was like, oh man, this, I'm putting PJ in an awkward situation. Did you feel awkward, or did you just you didn't care? Um, I didn't really care. I didn't want to talk to him, so I was like in my head, I was preparing myself, like. What am I going to say if I have to say something? And I was like trying to taking taking in the whole like scenery, um, looking around, and all I, all I could really focus on was that um, his uh, wife or girlfriend or whatever she is um, was holding their baby, and the baby was cute. So if, if I did get put on the spot, I was just going to be like, "Oh, cute baby," and then walk away. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, but you didn't have to do that. You you just said hello to Ben, and Ben said hello to you, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Burgers. Yeah, so um, that was the press conference, and then you know we uh, I gotta say we did we did uh, drink a lot more than I expected, you know, which um, probably we probably overdid it a few nights, you know, in a row. Yeah, I think this was the most we've ever drank on like a, a, a getaway before. Yeah, it really was, which is funny because um, I guess you had, I mean, if you look at it that way, you had more fun than me. You had more of a typical PJ Braun, Aaron Singer, and Olympia experience, whereas I was a. Uh, Drinking, but didn't do like the crazy things we would normally do. Uh, well, you're a dad now. You're a dad. You know, I'm a dad. I'm a dad and a husband. So I uh, and you're a single guy. So I uh, 
I, a lot of times PJ would be out of the room or he'd be asleep by the end, drunk and sleeping, and I'd be editing video, falling asleep while I was doing it, which is not never fun. Um, when I do that, a lot of times when I fall asleep when I'm doing it, I spell shit so bad. I'm already not a great speller, but I check it. But when I don't ask anybody or check it myself, it gets worse, and I do things weird stuff. And the next day I wake up, I'm like, oh my god, how did I misspell uh, you know thing? You know, <laughs> uh, so that that is never a good idea. But uh, that uh, that Thursday night we had some fun, right? Do we go some? Do we go? Oh, I went out to the um, Muscle Mag party. We had the Thursday night meet the. Uh, meet the rx muscle crew and uh that was cool man how many people people came out that love the show that love the stuff ah. that me and you do we had a uh, super super fan wes anderson uh harassing us with how much he loved the show um that kid was the, the biggest super fan i ever met he knew everything about both of us yep he's asked for uh shout outs before it was good he, i was very impressed by his knowledge he had, he, had a, he had a serious memory like an elephant <laughs> even even better than PJ Braun? Oh, he was good, man. He was good. He did call Melody Spetko Melody Mellow, though. That was pretty funny. She didn't like that too much. He said, "You look you look a lot bigger than uh than." He actually came up to Melody Spetko when she walked up. He's like, "Wow, you got a lot bigger, Melody Mellow." Wow. <laughs> she She's was, like Melody Mellow. What are you talking about? She did not like that. That was funny. No, she was very. You could tell she was a, Melody uh, Specko doesn't get offended easily. You could tell she's like you know she can pretty much hang with anybody, and uh, she did. She did get a little upset by that actually. He said. He, I think he actually said that I heard I read Aaron's column about you a little while ago. You know because remember her and Nick. Um, what was the kid's uh, name? Uh, Nick uh, Medici. You remember they got the tattoos on their arms and shit yeah. of each other's names? And it seems, seems so far away right now. Doesn't that seem a long time ago? Yeah. Well, it wasn't close. It wasn't recently. But um, So we had a good time. Um, you uh, ran into Amber, of course. She was there for Muscle Tech. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to hear a little bit about your uh, reunion. How was that? And like, what kind of feelings did that bring up? You know, you obviously hadn't seen her now. And, uh, what, how long has it been since you've been here? More than a month. What, six weeks? Um, yeah, however long it's been. I mean, yeah, definitely over a month. And that's the longest you ever went. So, so tell me how did it feel running back into her? Uh, it was weird. Um, uh, when I saw her, I got kind of like, um, uh, what's the word I want to use? I don't know what the word I want to use. I guess sad is, the, is would be the closest thing. You got, you got verklempt? Yeah, I got verklempt. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I got pretty sad. And, um, like, I got overwhelmed with kind of, like, feelings of, like, uh, I guess I missed her and I was kind of depressed of everything that happened. And you know, I, I thought, obviously I think I always feel like she's so pretty as something that always, you know, gets mixed in, mixed in there. And it's, I guess a, a shame the way that things had to happen. And then I went and saw her and, and um, she was saying how much she missed me. And then, um, you know, she had to go to do a bunch of meetings. So she went and did her thing. And then we went, went back to doing our thing. Right. You know, she, uh, it's funny, uh, it's funny because I, I, you know, I know you expected her to be there and everything like that, but what did you actually expect to feel? Is that what you thought you would feel when you, when, when you actually saw her? Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be like, hey, what's up? Or, you know, or like, you know, uh, I didn't think it was going to be easy to see her. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's very skinny now. Yeah, I say she's very skinny every day. Yeah, too skinny. Too skinny. Too, her face, her cheekbones are popping out too much. She knows that she's too skinny. She, I don't think she's doing it on purpose. Uh, and people keep telling her that, and she's not happy about it. But hmm. I don't know what she's doing over there. 
So I can't <laughs> I can't say why she's that skinny. Um, okay, so um, then obviously we had the show on fr- Friday. I went out, went to the show. I mean, what other events am I missing? I'm trying to I'm trying to remember most of the stuff we did. I mean, um, stuff look, stuff you can talk about anyway. Well, we the expo. We spent the day at the expo. Yeah, let's talk about the expo and about the people. You give me your side of the story about because uh, I wasn't with you for the whole time. I, I was actually at business meetings. One of the greatest things. I mean, one of the reasons this Olympia was so like. Um, I mean, it really was. I don't want to say relaxing because it definitely wasn't relaxing, but it was like way lower key than usual. Uh, Dave actually on Heavy Muscle Radio today, PJ actually told him he was like um, he was like the Olympia wasn't that bad for me this year. I was actually a real, almost like a relaxing vacation. I was like, you know what? I feel kind of like the same way. And he goes, That's because you didn't do anything. <laughs> I was like, you didn't do anything. And I was like, I didn't do anything. Tell me what you did. I was like, Dave. Actually, you could say that I did more than than everybody put together because I made a lot of money for Arx Muscle this weekend. Selling advertising, and then he kind of backed down. He's like, "Oh, that's true. You did more important, very important." Um, but uh, because that is what I did. I, so I went to a business meeting with uh, a company. I have to be reminded of these things. <laughs> but I didn't do the normal stuff I do. You know, I, I only edited. I did two nights worth, right? I edited one night of the, when we came in, and then I edited I think Thursday or Friday night. So, but usually I'm like doing this constantly. There's like a mad rush through the Olympia, through a lot of big shows, and following Dave around. Sometimes you can get, you know, it's kind of. It's kind of a tough, tough thing to do. So, um, so I didn't have to do that this time. So it was relaxing for me. What do you think about for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a little bit laid back. I mean, I was so like hung over the whole time that it, that it was just, I was drained, you know, I'm just, I'm not used to drinking multiple days like that. Yeah. Um, doing all that partying, not, not in years. So, uh, my butt was pretty kicked, but um, you know, I had a fun time. The expo was fun. The expo was really big this year. Um, they expanded much, it considerably. Yeah, much bigger than it's been in, in the past. And um, there was a lot of uh, Iron Empire radio fans there. More Iron Empire radio fans than there were PJ Braun fans. I, I uh, you know, I have my regular little gay guys that like to come see me, and uh, you know, the regular bodybuilding fans. But there was an, an overwhelming amount of uh, you know the shows fans. And there was one great story I told you about uh, a black gentleman that I met. Um, who had told me that because of the uh, radio show, he got really turned on to Tool, and he loved it now. He loves Tool now, and uh, he thanked me for that. I I thought that was interesting because I know a lot of black guys, but I don't know too many black guys that love Tool. No, not at all. It was very rare. I was glad that I could uh, introduce him to that. Uh, That stuck in my head. Because of Iron Empire Radio, he now loves Tool like I love Tool. We got so many people that came up. I got so many people who asked for T-shirts, the limited... uh... First hundred T-shirts are definitely going to come out soon. Um, we're just deciding what we want to do. I mean, Joshua Marzek's idea, the design of just making us the picture, the logo picture, into like a cartoon version or like a slightly cartoon version of ourselves. It's, it's still very appealing. And also Jerry Beck's artwork is done now, so that's appealing too in a way. You know, I feel like we could sell several different types of T-shirts. The amount of people that came up to us this weekend definitely makes me think that people are really going to have to fight for those first hundred shirts. I don't even know how how we'll do it. There's so much interest, I think, you know, but um, we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to – the people that get the first hundred are going to be the the most loyal fans. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be – you don't have to be the best writer or something like that. You don't have to be the most compelling story or something like that. We just want the people that have been with us the longest, that love the show the most. If you met us in person and stuff, that definitely helps. Um that's that's what's important, uh, I think, to me at least. I mean, you agree with that? Yeah, I I think that we should um, 
announce the top 100 when we have them all picked out on the radio. Hmm. All right, PJ. Um, let's start, let's do. Uh, you want to talk about Dave on Dave? Yeah, we can do Dave on Dave. All right. So this is a new segment that hopefully will bring some laughs to the show. Everybody loves Dave Palumbo. Everybody loves our impressions of Dave Palumbo, which incidentally, you know, people might uh, think that we are making fun of Dave when in actuality we're just poking fun at Dave, which is a different because we both like Dave very much. So, you know, when people, you know, it's funny, Dave said that his ex-girlfriend, Lauren Lesnow, told him at one point that she had listened to the show that we don't, we hate him because we make fun of him. We poke fun of him, I guess, about his voice and his, you know, the kind of guy Dave is, which is an unusual type guy. And I think Dave would admit he's he's an unusual guy. So, um... That's actually absolutely not the case. Yeah, she was doing a little bit of um, what I like to call hating. Hating, yes. Not necessary. Definitely. How could anybody not like me? (laughs) What's not to like? Exactly. Exactly. So here is um, Dave on Dave. I hope you guys enjoy it. And that um, I'd love to hear your response. And you know what? If you like it and you have an idea for a future Dave on Dave segment, um, questions or anything like that, please send them to myself or PJ. And uh, if they're good, we'll integrate them into the future ones. So this is our first, it's a three-minute version. It's like uh, three minutes with Dave on Dave. So here we go. What is it like being Dave Palumbo? It's a whirlwind of exploration and nuances and space-age paraphernalia on a daily basis. Why do you like uh, fish so much? I enjoy eating the guts of fish, and if I can watch how they propagate, breed, and move on to a new evolved state, uh, it makes it whets my appetite for them. Would you prefer to watch porn or fish? Fish porn. Is there a God, and are you him? We are all God. Why are your feet so big? Because I have a big penis. Your penis is rumored to be enormous. Is this the truth? It is not as big as Derek Anthony's. We call you Coke can penis. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh, wine bottle. Wine, wine bottle penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's next. You don't listen to the show. So yeah, you don't listen to the show. You stuff. Stuff. All right, what else? Uh, if I ground myself, will my penis be that big? It'll shrink, actually. Is there anybody in this bodybuilding industry that you could have an intelligent conversation with? Uh, Arthur L. Ray. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, you love sushi. Does it make you sad to have to eat the fish? No, I told you I, I like fish because I like to eat fish. If Dave Plumbo was an animal, what animal would he be? Teacup Maltese. <laughs> That's a good one. I know you used to be a fan of wearing eyeliner. What occasion would be good for you to wear it again? I only wear them to brisses. So, PJ, what do you think? you think that the people out there are going to like this? Yeah, it's not so so often that you're going to be able to get Dave Palumbo interviewing Dave Palumbo. No. The only thing that I think people are going to want in retrospect after listening to this and playing it for Dariel is we probably should have exchanged questions like, you go, I go, you go, I go. You, go. you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, we, that you know, that was a product. Uh, this, <laughs> the first Dave on Dave was also a product of uh, what had happened to us the, for the first few days. Um, so it wasn't perhaps the best. Uh, we didn't put, we didn't put much into the production. No, to say of the Dave on Dave. The, the next one will be a little more thought out. Absolutely, I totally agree. 
Um, let's talk about um, Sunday. So Sunday is the day that we were really didn't have much to do, and we first went into the um, we met. We went. To Dave's idea was to go to the old Las Vegas Strip, yes. which is literally still basically, from, from my understanding at least, is intact. So basically, it's like uh, the same thing as it used to be. Or as close to it as it could be. I'm sure some of the casinos and stuff are knocked down, but it's basically like a 1960s, 70s Vegas Strip, which is the real one that, that was there. Some hotels and shit like that, strip clubs on the strip, and so many weirdos, tons of weirdos. And he wanted to go there and actually, uh, what do they call it? Zipline from one end of the strip to the other end of the strip. I would say maybe a half a mile, a quarter mile from one one end literally to the other end. And when I first saw it, I was like, hell yes, we'll do this. And you were like, I was like, hell effing yes, I want to do this. And Dave was like, oh, I'm so nervous. I don't I'm so know. scared. I'm so scared of heights. Aaron, Aaron, I don't know if you realize that I'm definitely afraid of heights. <laughs> we were getting all buckled up, and the, the, the guy I need, was helping. I need to evaluate this from multiple angles to see if this is something. <laughs> he did look at it hard. He looked at everybody doing it when they were doing it. So They're going fast. <laughs> so we uh, we walked over to it and everything. He told me, he goes, listen, I want you to know this. So if it weren't for you, I would never be doing this. Never, ever be doing this. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he's like, I would never do this. This is crazy. <laughs> and I was like, Dave, you don't, you're not going to actually fall. You're gliding along. So you're not going to have that, like, you know, I don't like when your stomach drops out from under you. And, I, and that's why I knew I wasn't scared because I knew that we were, we were going to be dragged along, not fall down, you know? Yeah, so, it really wasn't anything that, that, that was that scary at all. No, not at all. But it was, um, we're about, I don't know, 100 feet up. You go down to the other side. You zip line all the way down to probably a little tower area that's maybe twenty feet high, way down the line. You know, quarter mile, half a mile, or something like that down the line. And Johnny Styles the whole time was filming everything. Johnny actually caught on film at the Golden Nugget, which is where we parked the car and walked in. Dave just absolutely going crazy, being fascinated with the uh, enormous saltwater fish tanks. Look at this tank. Look at this. You uh, see that? You see that eel, PJ? You see that eel? <laughs> I hate the round sides. They're distorted, and I can't see the fish as well. <laughs> round. I was like, I was telling him, I was like, would you like to have a tank this big at your house? <laughs> the tank was enormous. It was like, uh, what do you think? It was like the size of an extremely large, deep swimming pool. Yeah. In the middle of it. And he was like, he's like, oh, this is, this is beautiful. I, I, I would live in that tank if I had it. I'd live with the fish amongst them. <laughs> he's like, oh, the, uh, that, that there, PJ, is a long-nosed fish basser. All those things. <laughs> like, this there is a... So this and that and this and that. A yellowfish, little tuna, wide-eyed, dubby face. Most people don't know this, but because of my ozone machine, I can actually stay underwater for much longer periods of time than <laughs> one with the fish. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it was fun just seeing Dave be Dave and get nervous and stuff. And we, The one thing that I found uh, very uh, interesting about the whole Old Vegas Strip is how many weird bums are, uh, are walking around asking for dollars. You know, they're like, literally, they're bums. Yep. They just get a bunch of tattoos and they look crazy. And they ask for tips. They're like, "Hey, I'm you know whatever, or I do this, or I do that. Let me do it for you. You know, give me some money." Yeah. And uh, who got stuck paying those fuckers? You did usually because Dave would be like, "Ah, I'm take a picture with Robert De Niro," and they take a picture and be like, "PJ, I don't have any money. <laughs> pay him." You're like, "Pay Elvis too. Pay him too. He was standing there." Let me take a picture with Midget Elvis. I was like, all right, can we get out of this spot? I'm giving these fucking guys all my money now. Let's get out of here. Yeah, you're getting aggravated by the end. There are so, there's so many guys that are oh. going up there. It's like, I can't imagine, like, you know, doing that all day long. Go give a dollar to the Tin Man over there. He moves when I give him money. Yeah, there's that. you did do that one. There's a guy where there was, like, the Tin Man. He was just staying in exactly the same position. 
you woke him up and you gave him money and you woke him up and you activated him. That's he seemed, maybe he was just happy because he was activated, but he seemed very happy otherwise. They're making good money, right? Yeah, they all had a good amount of dollars on them, that's for sure. I mean, think about it this way. If you're if you're making a dollar every you know minute or two, you know, it's pretty decent. You're probably making $40, $50 an hour. And then uh, they're probably all working four or five hours a day. So you're making 250 something dollars a, uh, a month. Not, I mean, a week. Not bad at all in cash. Not bad at all. At all, so uh, I mean, four fifty. Was that right? What was I saying? Man, I'm so tired. My math is not even working right. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really like exhausted, PJ. Well, this brings us to let's go back to telling us what tell everybody why we're so exhausted. So you mean like what? What does that mean? I'm confused now. <laughs> we're going to talk about India. What do you want to talk about? I want to say so. What what happened was, you know, we spent the day ziplining and shit. Then we went to all you can eat sushi, and we both got sick at all you can eat sushi. And I was already a little bit sick. Yeah, uh, that's it. We both were. Yeah, I was already a little bit sick, and uh, you got sick too. We both really just wanted to go home. The and truth we... is that Vegas, I don't know, this does this to, I don't know about everybody, but it does this to me, is that my face and eyes, inside of my nose, my lips, all start drying out as I'm there. I always lose a lot of water weight because of that, and I start to like, you know, I start to peel, and like I get like ashy like a black dude does, you know? doesn't want to wear a moisturizer. You also and, get uh, mud butt. Yeah, and I get horrible diarrhea there. I don't know what it is with, with uh, fucking anywhere. Anytime I go to Vegas, I get there. I'm fine when I get there. And I just start having diarrhea. I don't understand what goes on. But, it, like, it seems to happen every time. And, like, this time you you were experiencing the same. Or you, yeah, you were experiencing the same. I, I, I wouldn't call it diarrhea what I had, but it was, like, mud butt. Like, it was, like, mud was coming out. It wasn't, like, explosive diarrhea. Right, right. Just muddy and unpleasant. Right. Same, same with mine, I guess you would say. Yeah, same with mine. Um, there was a there was a few little close calls, but I never had a real a real problem problem with anything. I just uh, had to remember. I said we were at the sushi place, Dave's favorite sushi place. What is it called? Yokohama Sushi or some shit? Yama Sushi. Yama Sushi. Sorry, Isaac. Um, the um, we were we were there, right? And I had to go to the bathroom. Like it just hit me all of a sudden. I was like, oh shit! I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, and there's a guy in the men's bathroom. He just walked in when I walked in. So I waited about a minute and a half. And I knocked on the door, and he's like, it's going to be a minute. And I was like, oh, man, he's taking a shit. And so I look at the girl's room. There's nobody there inside the girl's bathroom. This is like a um, um, a one-unit ba- one bathroom. You know, it's just a little shitter. That's it, basically. So I was like, all right. And so I, I go in there, and I lock the door. And, man, I got to tell you, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good one, PJ. It was a, it was a bad one. If there was some spray to spray in there, I would have, have to been spraying it. So I flush everything, take care of my business, and I, I open the door. And as soon as I open the door, she starts walking in. I'm like, oh! It's, it's like a, um, a pretty, I would say she's probably 20, 21, real pretty cute little girl wearing like a almost see-through pink uh, like deal. And uh, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, huh? And I walked off and I was like, oh, man. How embarrassing. This girl's going to walk in there and be like, ugh! So, um yeah, it wasn't. It was that was not good. But uh, we did get back to the hotel eventually. We got a little bit of a nap, and then I had to go fly back here by midnight. So it's very tough. Um, I did not get to leave at midnight with you, unfortunately. Oh. No, you didn't miss out on much. You know, you. Yeah. I think yeah. that I think that you would have been, uh, probably you probably did better off because you get to sleep more. I didn't though. That's the problem. I stayed up until uh, past three o'clock in the morning. Um, there was uh, some things going on in the hotel. What things involved in? 
Um, things that shouldn't be talked about on the radio. Things that you are forgetting that I told you about already. That you did on uh, the night we were supposed to leave. I didn't do just information that was that was delivered to me. Oh yes, yes, yes. Now I remember. Yes, yes. Uh, from somebody that had to give me some money. Yes, somebody, yes, yes, somebody yes. had to fucking give me a pay pay me off, you know. And I had to wait for them. It wasn't oh, gonna let. No. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. Um. Yeah, I got like two hours of sleep, and then I went to the uh, airport. I was, I you know, figured I'm I'm, I'm doing good. I'm gonna get myself home. And I get to Houston, and I was talking to a couple clients, and I, I, the, my, my section was very busy, and I wanted to sit. I don't like to talk in public. It's just something I don't like to do. So I went and I sat in a little private section where there's nobody around, did a couple uh, things, da-da-da. Next thing you know, I fell asleep. And it was a very, very quick sleep. It was only about a 10, 15-minute sleep, tops. Wow. Woke up. I kind of like lazily walked over to the monitor and realized that I was not really close to where I needed to be, hustled down the thing, and I, I didn't look at it right because I was looking at the uh, – thought I was looking at the boarding time, and I was looking at the departing time because I was tired and out of it, and I arrived at the gate, and they had they had closed the hatch and said that I couldn't get out on there. The, the plane was already out on the runway, and they wouldn't let me go. Uh, and so I had to spend like four more hours in the airport, exhausted and tired and cranky. Uh, it was funny. A couple of my clients had said to me they were surprised that I wasn't like freaking out, um, and I, I had told them that I would freak out, but I was just simply too tired. Um, so that I didn't get on a plane until four-ish. I had to get middle seat because I was on standby. Oh no! How bad was that? It was one of those bigger planes where the seats are smaller. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Ones that are three seats and three seats on each oh, side. No. Those yeah. back are absolutely horrible. By the way, they're absolutely horrible. Um, and I was stuck between two people that were also decent sized. Um, I managed to take full control of both armrests, though. Um, it was a little bit of a battle at first, but I managed to get both armrests. Um, and uh, it was rough. Then I got in. I had to take a taxi because I have nobody here other than you and Darielle, and you guys are busy, um, to get my car from your house. Right. By the time I finally got home, it was like 10 o'clock tonight. So I wasted this whole entire day. From like 5 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning when I got up till now traveling. And uh, I came home, I got a shower, and I got sat down to do the radio show. Hmm. And here we are. Here we are. And tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm, I'm, I'm literally practically falling asleep sitting here. And tomorrow we are going to, I'm going to leave uh, around 2 o'clock to go to the airport to fly to India, uh, to New Delhi. I fly from here to Newark, and then Newark with Dave Palumbo, I fly out to... Uh, to New Delhi, which is a new experience for me. I've been to uh, Mumbai last year. Delhi is supposed to be a more cosmopolitan city, like newer, more money, nicer in general. Um, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I mean, I look at this as like an adventure. So I, I hope that I, that I do everybody proud and they like the coverage that I'm able to do with Dave. And, and then I can get Dave to go out on the street and do stuff he's uncomfortable with, like we do with the, uh, the zip line. Because, uh, you know, I felt like that was practice for me, peer pressure practice. Because Dave likes to be the one manipulating other people. He doesn't like to manip- get being manipulated. Yes. So um, I'm excited for this, and I really do hope that everybody likes it, and they feel like I did a good job, because uh, it is important to me that, that we do. Yeah. I'm interested in hearing what you think the difference is uh, from uh, New Delhi to, uh, you know, compared to last time. Right, right definitely. Oh. Well, you know what, PJ, I'm, I'm so tired and we're, we're really dragging here. I want to go right to the listener questions. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to commercial break. We're going to come back 
and we're going to do the shout-outs, listener questions, a very abbreviated version because we do actually have a lot of listener questions. I didn't want to miss this show this week, so I'm glad we're doing it. Um, I do want to do a little verbal commercial because we haven't put together the actual commercial yet. And that is for EnvisionMedical.com. And most people on RX Muscle, at least, are probably already familiar with Envision Medical. Um, but a lot of people came to my attention this weekend, listen to the show, but don't necessarily visit RX Muscle. So let me just tell you a little bit about them. Uh, Sean Paget and Kathleen Vase run Envision Medical. And basically what they do, or what they're known for, is being the most aggressive and progressive HRT, which is hormone replacement clinic in the world. And uh, what that means is that they are they understand the needs of the athlete and bodybuilder who wants to be a better person, a better athlete, that wants to be able to recover quicker, uh, and that wants to do that with the help of doctors without doing anything illegal. Um, they also deal with a lot of people that get their blood work done thinking that they're on stuff or on a certain amount of stuff. They come up very low or uh, comes out wrong, just like you, BJ, where you thought you were taking an anti-estrogen, an anti-aromatist, mm-hmm. um, and you found out that you had a high estrogen. That can, be, uh, that can be devastating for somebody prepping for a contest or trying to manage their recuperation. You know, if you think you're taking X amount of milligrams and it really turns out you're taking Y, then that's something that a lot of people need to know. Yeah. So um, I want to give a shout out to Iron, I mean, um, to Iron Empire, to Envision Medical. You can visit EnvisionMedical.com. Email them there at Envision Medical. Tell them that you heard about the show, heard about them from the show. And they will give you $200 off your first visit. That means the visit will go from $499 to $299, which is a great, great deal. You only have to do one visit. That's it. One visit and you're set. So you'll get all the medications you need. It'll take care of you. Um, They do, um, just for people's information, they do do not only testosterone, but they do nandrolone, which is DECA. Uh, uh, They do Anivar, which is oxandrolone. They also do Winstrol, which is Stanazol. So they do... Uh, a lot more. They are a lot more available to them than anywhere else. They also do all the other kind of stuff from Cialis and Viagra all the way to Semarillin, which is a peptide. I don't need any Cialis and Viagra. I don't even need that. It won't even affect my wine bottle penis. <laughs> I was actually thinking that we should, you know, when I do wrap-ups and stuff with Dave from now on, because it's, you know, I should actually be like, ah, this is Aaron, Aaron Jubaka Singerman standing here next to Chris the Technician Aceto. And right now on my left side, I've got Dave the Wine Bottle Penis Palumbo. <laughs> He'd be like, "Yes, that's right. I am wine bottle penis, not a coke can. It's a wine bottle, wine bottle penis." So, um, there you go. So, go check out envisionmedical.com. Tell them we sent you. PJ and Aaron sent you. Get yourself a nice discount. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. We had a lot of people actually. Two young guys, twenty-five year old guys, came up to us at the expo. Remember? Yep. And they wanted to know. They couldn't believe that it was real, that it was legal, and stuff like that. I said, "Yes, sure. it is." It is real and legal, and you can uh, you can totally come and uh, take care of this yourself. And you, and you think that he was going to. So um, uh, let's do the uh, let's do the rest of the commercials. PJ, we'll be back with a song and uh, the shoutouts. Okay. Okay. Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top selling pro anabolics. Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. 
Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Yeah! 
John, John, John. Welcome back to Iron Empire Radio. We're back, and PJ's going to start with the shout-outs. PJ, hit, a, hit us up. Let's go. All right, here we go. Shout-outs. Luke Dugan, Brandon Barona, Ryan Mykoff, Spencer Barrett, Rod Manns, uh, Muscle Mitch. We got to hang out with Muscle Mitch this weekend and his lovely wife, Stephanie. Shout-out to both of them. We had a fun time with them. Yep. Uh, Joey Mangello, uh, Sean Christopher Lewis, uh, Oliver Grothwall, Tom Ramsey, Max Barham. Adam Bray, Tommy Castle, Thomas Kalikev, Waylon Martin, Ryan Moore, John Otterstrom, Richie Torres. Uh, also, shout out to April, Justice Cruz, Kale, and Jade. Shout out to Carson Lee uh, Bazanson, Eric Davis, Clint Fleming, Keith Allen, Keith Allen, shout out to Keith Allen, Asad Malik and Ahmad Malik, uh, Mario De Vega, uh, Jacques Pitcher, uh, Patrick Barnes, Anthony Drazio. Jeremy Abernathy, Danny Please, Jess McCutcheon, uh, Sean F. Robb, Chris Pitcher, Megan Maida Hashem, Mark Dabish, Chris Schmidt, uh, and of course Renee, uh, Tyke Kimball, Mark Joseph Dome, Joshua Marzak, Will Albertos, Tyler Ferfero, uh, Stacy Mitchell Gray, uh, all the Grays, uh, Amy, Maddie, Matt, all you guys, anybody that's a guy with a woman's name and the last name Gray, Dylan Lindstadt, Aaron Novikov, John Ventola. He wants in the Timbo Boys. Shout out to John Ventola, Nate <laughs> Anderson, Ben P. Muir, uh, and uh, Tanisha Norman, Martin Holtzback, Dylan Miller, Benjamin Herring, Michael Battistella, Cody Kidd, Louis Petracci, Steve Miller, Alex, and rounding out the list, Kanata Nunn. All right. Have you pulled up the questions, or are we going to switch things around this week? You're doing them. Remember, you got to go. I can't pull them up right now. If we're going to run right to them, you got to go. Through the questions, we're going to have me go through them this week. Until I can pull them up anyway, at least. Switch things up. All right. First question. Whatever happened to Dr. Sean? Well, Dr. Sean's still around. I don't think he listens to the show much. He is a practicing uh, OBGYN. He delivers babies. Uh, I think he's delivered over a thousand babies, and uh, I believe he still is to this very day delivering babies. So he just hasn't been on the show. If enough people really want him, last time he was on the show, it was a bit of a disaster because he went off on a tangent about um, should what was it should uh, gay guys date bodybuilders or straight bodybuilders or something like that, and he went off on a tangent for like forty five minutes, and we had to end up cutting out a lot of the interview, and uh, it was something of a disaster. So we just haven't had him back on after that first wonderful performance. So if enough people do want him to have another chance, we'll, I'll certainly be open to it. But we do have a lot of people lined up like Joey D fitness, Joe Donnelly, a few other people that people really want to hear from. So, um, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Brian Mykoff wants to know, uh, PJ, what happened with the porn star that I've been texting. I actually never really did text Lisa Ann. Um, I know that she's a very busy woman and I figured if she needed me, she had my number. She can get me. I wasn't going to pursue her like that. Uh, Spencer Barrett wants to know, um, he wants to know about Vegas. We talked about that already, but he wants to know if the Brazilian businessman struck again and offered half a million for our goodies, would you give in? I'm not really sure what you mean by the goodies. Um, if it's a sexual thing, no, I want more than half a million. Uh, let's see here. Moving on. Rob Manns wants to know when Joe Donnelly's coming on the show. Uh, we will get him on the show. Muscle Mitch wants to know any good after party stories. This is good. You know, uh, I don't know what you want to specifically say, Aaron, but I woke up on Sunday morning, and I, I, I should probably uh, put one of these up on, on the Facebook page to um, text messages 
from my buddy Troy Johnson as well as from you mm. along the lines of dude dot 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 where are you we're calling the hospital and the police station everybody is worried <laughs> yeah. um, so I lost everybody um, I don't know how things can, ha- can happen like that sometimes in Vegas my arm got puked on in a taxi line. I, uh, I lost all my friends. I drank entirely too much. I almost got into a fight with somebody, two people actually, but I managed to not. Uh, I didn't want my good time to be ruined because I did have a very, very good time. Um, I'd say it was a good night. Anything you want to add? Um, no, I mean, that, that, that pretty much sums it up. I mean, you, you, were, you were in your own world there by the end, and, and we looked around for you. And you, you definitely were not in the club at the time when we were leaving around 5 in the morning. Uh, me and Dave, uh, Morgan, and who else? There's a bunch of people. We left and, and Dave walked out. It was funny. Nola approached Dave on the way out, his ex-girlfriend. And uh, and, and kind of like, she didn't like attack him or anything. But she she kind of wanted to talk to him. And I, when I saw that happening, I was like, uh-oh. But then that ended up being okay. So we had time to really look around for you. And uh, never could find you. So you were just missing an action there. And, we, and obviously Dave's not one to wait around for a whole long time. So we, uh, we ended up going back to the hotel and, and, uh, and you didn't wait, come in the morning. You know, I woke up in the morning at like nine, your bed was still empty. And I went back to bed. I woke up at 11 and it was still empty. And I know you, you don't sleep that late. Like I do. And I, and I don't even sleep that late in Vegas because of the time difference. So I knew something was not potentially wrong. And that's why we, I started freaking out. And I guess I freaked out Troy because I assumed that you got, you got arrested or you did something stupid or, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, you know, the night went interesting, and we're not going to talk too long, but um, th- when, I, when I was living in California, there wasn't that many people that I liked, but there was one guy that I did like, this kid Brian, who was a, a sales rep for a, a company that Amber introduced me to, and uh, me and him kind of hit it off out there, and I uh, thought we were buddies, and I was actually looking forward to chatting with him. Now, obviously, I haven't seen Amber since I left. You know, we broke up. It was very, very sad. It's a very sad day, and I'm still sad about it. And of course, we you know we wanted to see each other, so she she and I went to the after party together with you, and we were having a nice time. And this guy comes over, and I'm like, oh, there, there's the guy that my buddy from California, like one of the few people that I like. And he totally gives me the cold shoulder and brushes me off, and he pulls Amber to the side, and then I see him walk away, and she kind of like shakes her head and walks over to me, and I said, what did he just say to you? And she said that he was basically like, what are you doing with that asshole? And so that really, really aggravated me and set me in, into a anger mode. I was angry, PJ. And I wanted to, to take a part of his face and smash it. Um, but, you know, I couldn't let it go. I wanted to talk to him and say, well, why, why would you say that? I mean, you were always cool. And you can't tell me that you're that good of friends with Amber. You know, that, that I know this guy doesn't even know the story. Because uh, had he known my story, he sure, certainly would have been acting like that. So it took like an hour to freaking find him. Um, and then he was like, you know, I'm just looking out for my friend type thing. And I let it go. I was just like, look, man, I thought me and you were cool. I didn't appreciate that. I wouldn't do something like that personally. I'm not the kind of guy that would go do something like that. Um, I don't really like guys to do stuff like that. Um, but that kind of put me in a bad mood in the beginning of the night. That kind of like set the tone uh, for the start of the night. And by the time my night got good and I was happy and I was feeling it, you guys were all gone. Yeah. Yep. That's basically it. All right, moving right along. That's, that's, the, that's the after party. Um, uh, Muscle Mitch's wife wants to know if uh, you can give – I'll let you do this one because you're the expert – some sushi suggestions for her because she's very new to the sushi game. I mean, it's not a game. Um, the sushi game. Uh, the suggestions, you know, I let her try the uh, – when we went out to dinner, I let her try the salmon sushi. 
And the difference between uh, nigiri and sushi, for people who don't know, is the nigiri is the one without the rice, and the sushi is with the rice. I let her try the, the easiest one, which would be the, the sushi, and uh, she liked it. And so salmon is very good. That's a little higher fat. You could also do a white fish. Uh, you could do a tuna. Uh, there's a lot of fish that is low fat, so it's lower calories. So, you know, she might not want to do a ton of tuna, tuna I mean, uh, salmon sushi because there is a lot of calories in that through the healthy fats. Um, so those are my two most basic options for her because a lot of pieces, places have different signature rolls, and those are really good, but those are not usually good for you. So that's my best suggestion. And if she wants to be really good, this is a good suggestion for anybody dieting, is you can have do what I do, and you can get sashimi, and then you can have your rice put on the side. So you can have a little bit of rice with each bite, but you don't go crazy. I will never finish like a, a whole cup of rice because it's my, my meat's not all squished in with it. I do like a little bit of bite here, a little bite there, and then together we make a little... Rice and salmon sandwich, and bam, I'm ready to roll. Good. Uh, Joey Manginello wants to know, who is the cheaper Jew, Aaron or Dave? It's a very easy one, uh, Dave by far. Aaron is actually not cheap at all. He's actually uh, quite impulsive with his spending. Uh, Too Dave, impulsive. Dave is, is, is extremely uh, cheap as far as Jews go. So and He's only half Jew. I'm a super Jew. Uh, he is a total Jew, just so you know. We want to make sure that people do realize that Dave, Dave is totally Jewish because his mom was Jewish. And we actually asked the rabbi at my wedding, a Hasidic rabbi, if Dave would be considered half Jewish, Jewish, or not Jewish at all. And he said Dave would be considered as Jewish as me or him or anybody else because his mother was Jewish. How about that? And, uh, and Judaism runs through, it's matriarchal, so it runs through the mother. Okay. So there you go. Dave's 100% Jew. I'm Italian. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's cooler uh, to be Italian. He's a really, really cheap Italian then. <laughs> very, very cheap. Uh, Sean Christopher Lewis, uh, did PJ get laid? Yes. Um, let's see here. We are don't we, want to be hear any details, PJ? No details. Three, uh, three or four in one night. How many? Five in a night? No details. No, no, no multiple night, night, uh, night. No multiples in one night out in Vegas. Um, oh, so this wasn't one of your better. This wasn't your better events. Then you mean? No, it was fun. It was good. The days of multiples in one night, I, I, I've retired that. I've retired my teams from doing that. All right. All right. Uh, uh, I don't want to do too many um, Olympia questions. We'll skip over a few. Adam Bray, um, how did I become friends with Evan? He is from uh, a town about a half an hour away from my town, and I was at the first show that he ever did, and I had heard that there was this kid from Connecticut that was even bigger than me, and I didn't want to believe it because there's nobody that works out even in Connecticut. Uh, and sure enough, she was a freak. And um, we, we don't. We, we always joke around. We don't really remember when we actually like accelerated our friendship, but it kind of just happened around that time when he did his first show, which was the Atlantic States in 2006. Mm. Um, and that's it. Uh, I don't want to do that. We've already answered that. This is more Olympia questions. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> um. Has anyone, Richie Torres wants to know, has anyone propositioned Aaron since he's been married or since Asher was born? Uh, is Darielle taking care of business for Aaron while there's no sex? Um, first of all, I don't think that I, no, I have not been straight out propositioned. Um, the funny thing is that uh, not only does everybody know Darielle and know Asher um, because of the pictures and meeting Darielle in person, but I think it's pretty, um, it's pretty universal that Darielle is well-liked. So a lot of these little slutty whores, um, they're not slutty whorey enough, or they don't like me enough, or if there's some factor in there that's playing in that is not uh, that has not been happening. I have not been having 
uh, tons of pussy being thrown at me or even a little bit of pussy being thrown at me. Most girls are pretty respectful of Darielle and my relationship. And I, and you know what? I don't talk and act like there's any opportunity for somebody else. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, if you don't act like it and talk like it and make, make the kind of, um, the flirty, uh, body language or, or, or talking to these girls, then usually they don't want to, they're not the type of girls that have so much self-confidence. They don't care if they get shot down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I haven't had that. Now, as far as your Darielle taking care of business, um, there's really a no. I mean, no, she can't have sex for six weeks. And uh, she's she has yet to, like, you know, to make sure everything is even functional down there. I cannot, uh, I, I mean, I don't think this is too, uh, I hope she won't get mad at me for saying, but I can't, it's not Darielle, but I can't come from having a blowjob. <laughs> and uh, I just can't. I never have in my entire life. I just, I just can't. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a mental thing. I don't know, but I, I can't do it. It does, it's not, doesn't mean she's not good at doing it and I don't enjoy her to do it, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't necessarily serve a function and I don't need anybody to jerk me off other than me. Like there's no way she's going to do that. You know, I thought you liked it when I jerked you off. Well, you were different. You got those, you know, they got those, those, um, those, those, uh, what is it? Um, the, what's your marks you got on your hand from, uh, the holding the bar? What's this? Uh, hands are fat like sausages and they're callous. You got those, <laughs> you got the, um, PJ, I'm fucking so tired. What is the name? Sorry, Isaac. Of the of the of the things that you're, you get on your hands when you hold the bar too much. I have on my hands. You have your hands. What are they called? Calluses. Your calluses are in just the right place to stimulate the perfect, <laughs> you know, jerking. So uh, when you do it, it's different. It's because that's true love. Um, all right. Next question. Um, Keith Allen wants to know what is it really like in Vegas? Um, Sucks. Yeah, it's just like how it is in all the movies. To be honest with you. Uh, I think we should answer this one, even though it's a bodybuilding question. Asad Malik wants to know, uh, what did we think about Lane Norton hating on the competitors? Larry Pepe was the one that was saying positive things. I didn't feel that uh, Lane was hating on anybody. I think he was just calling it the way it was. Yeah, uh, Lane, doesn't have, <laughs> Lane doesn't have it in him, because we both know Lane pretty well. I like to think I know Lane very well. And Lane doesn't have it in him to, to hate on uh, a pro bodybuilder. I'm not saying that he's incapable of doing that to somebody else. But I don't think that he is uh, capable of looking at some guy's physique and hating on him. So, because hating to me, some way or another, means like jealousy or, or feeling like some negative feelings towards the person. I, I think that if he was critiquing the physique hard, it's just because that's what he felt at the time. So I actually thought he did a pretty good job myself. I did hear a lot of the um, a lot of the pre a lot of the talk commentary from Lane and Larry Peppy at the night show because I didn't go to the night show. I only went to prejudging, and then I watched the night show with you. As we had a few vodkas at the uh, hotel room, because the the truth of the matter is the tickets that I ended up having for the night show were not good. So I figured it would be better since I got to see it live in the in the second row for prejudging. I may as well sit down and, and, and watch it in a more relaxed fashion, where I can kind of pay more attention to what everybody else is seeing. So um, I think that that he did a great job, and I know he prepared very hard for that. You know, he called me several times to talk about it to give me his opinions and to like kind of, kind of guess kind of do like a trial run with me. And, uh, it was my pleasure to help him. And I know that he took what we did and he, he did that several times over with his wife, uh, Isabel, and he made flashcards for himself. He took this very, very seriously. So for a person that has no on camera experience whatsoever, has never done a radio show other than being interviewed, uh, and never interviewed anybody. He did a fucking phenomenal job. I mean, really great job. So a lot of people don't take, keep that in mind. And maybe maybe it shouldn't matter that he doesn't have the experience because he was picked to do it. But I found, I felt like he did great. Yeah, and, you know, it, I think it's kind of lame for everybody to suck all these guys' dicks all the time. I mean, you got to call it like you see it. And, and I respect the people that are honest 
and just say what they feel. And uh, he wasn't being overly harsh on anybody. He was just commenting on it the way that somebody who's supposed to be an expert commentator should. On a side note, um, I hope that Lane, Lane keeps the job. And I'm not saying that me and you could ever take the job because we're working with RX and you know we don't we're not available for something like this. I don't think unless they want us. Me and you would do a fucking ridiculously killer job with this. We would make people laugh. We could be entertaining. Me and you, I feel like, know when to stop and start talking. Um, I really wish that we would have an opportunity to do something like that one day. Even, even if it was for the girls, because the girls were much, much worse than Lane. The girls were awful. The girls were so bad that I, I tweeted um, after the, the thing was over. Uh, note to probodybuilding.com. Your girl commentators were horrible and an embarrassment to the bodybuilding industry. Retweet if you agree. And I had thirty something retweets from people. Yeah, they were really awful. I wanted, I, I had to mute them. Um, you know, I, I just didn't want to hear them anymore. So bad. Here's something interesting people like, and, and this is a for real. This is not a joke. November first is the end of the uh, casting submissions for the Amazing Race. PJ, do you know what the Amazing Race is? Have you ever watched it before? I have seen not a full episode, but I have seen it a little bit. So basically, what the Amazing Race is is they have teams. And I think it starts out with 12 teams of two. And it can be like brother-sister. It can be like business partners. It can be like police officers. It could be, you know, I guess bodybuilders. It can be whatever. A group of two people. And you can, what you do is you apply to, um, to be a part of the show. And there's a series of questions you have to, they ask you. And you have to send in a pictures, height, weight, etc. Do a short video and send some pictures of you two together. Funny pictures or interesting pictures. And then you'll move on to the second stage, third stage. And then there's finally the fourth interview stage where they fly you into California or whatever. And this thing is going to go live in not that long. This is for the next, the next season coming up. And somebody suggested, actually Mitch, uh, Muscle Mitch actually suggested that we ought to try out. And I started looking into it and reading some of the sites and the information and the casting the details. And dude, I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm, we're doing it. And not only are we gonna, going to apply for this thing, I honestly believe that the videos and the stuff that we do, and if they actually do some research and watch YouTube videos, I think we'll get it. Yeah, let's do it. It'll be fun. I totally think, I'm not saying we'll win, but I really think that we'll get it. I honestly believe that. The YouTube videos and the pictures we have on the, on the website and the internet. Making a huge mistake by not having this. It would, be, it would be a crazy, like I can't imagine an outcome that they look at 12 other or 11 other people or 12 teams total, and they say, these guys are not going to be entertaining enough to be on the show. That's very hard for me to imagine. Yes, I agree. Um, because, you know, we would be, we would be funny. We would, be, we would probably yell at each other because we'll get angry because we're, we're both fucking up. You'll definitely get angry. Um, we will uh, we'll be funny. Uh, we'll, we will try extremely hard. You know we'll train for it if we got on, do cardio and stuff like that. Um, I just felt, feel like it would be it would be really really hilarious and a great opportunity at the same time to be in front of millions of people and potentially walk away with a million dollars. Yeah, I agree. I'm in. I can't wait. I really can't. I can't even mention it to Darielle anymore because I'm traveling so much now. Don't mention it anymore. Let it go. Yeah, I'm not even mentioning. We'll see. We're not knowing, you know, because obviously I go from here. I'll be back for a day. We'll hopefully do a radio show. I go to Spain. I'm off for a week. I go to Prague. So. Right now, there's no other additional talking about traveling or doing, especially going around the world in 12 days, but. You know, there it is. Go to the next one. Um, all right. I, so many bodybuilding questions in here. Everybody wants to ask about the Olympia. I'm going to be very selective with the ones that uh, we ask. Otherwise, we're going to be here too long. Uh, Jess McCutcheon, I'll ask this one. Um, uh, <laughs> this is the only one I'm going to ask out of all these questions. Uh, in the fashion department of the Mr. Olympia Showdown, who wins, George Farah or Bob Chicarello? <laughs> That's an interesting question. <laughs> Well, you got you got George Farah, which wears his he wears different T-shirts, and they're always tucked in, they're always tight. And he tucks them into his jeans with a belt, 
And he has improved the style. He's not as bad as he was where he tucks his jeans into his boots and stuff like that. And his <laughs> T-shirt selection has improved. Uh, but he wears them a little too tight and a little too high in the arms so his like biceps pop out. Um, so George is definitely not the uh, a fashionista. And then on the other hand, Bob, right, he wears all the fa- fancy suits and like, you know, those crazy dress shirts with like the pinks and purples and designs and stuff. Yeah, he when the, with his suits, he's got suits with like bling. You know, I gotta give it to Bob. Honestly, I think that yeah, Bob, Bob at least Bob, tries harder. Bob gets it. Bob, Bob gets it. it. Bob is the best dressed man out of those two. Um, we've answered this one before. Uh, Aaron, what are you looking forward to the most on your return to India? And what are you looking forward to the least? The least is the plane ride. That's easy. Obviously, yes. Uh, the plane ride makes me a little bit anxious. You know, I just got off of a plane today. I rode five hours from Las Vegas to uh, to Fort Lauderdale. And to think that this is when tomorrow is going to be over three times, four times longer. Um, because I go from here to Newark, which is three hours, and then from uh, Newark to um, New Delhi, which is uh, 15 and a half or 16 hours. So, like, the flight, that, that does definitely... It makes me not nervous. It makes me apprehensive because you never know how you're going to handle that kind of flight. So it makes me apprehensive as far as, um, what am I looking forward to most? Man, I got to tell you, man, India is a magical place. Um, (laughs) I mean that in like every sense of the word, it's like, it's magical. Like you go there and you're in a different place. You're in a different world. Almost. It feels like, uh, you're on the other side of the planet, but it feels like you're on another planet. Uh, and, uh, things are so much different there. And, uh, it's just a, um, it's just a crazy place. So, what am I looking forward to the most? Stepping off the plane and walking into that crazy atmosphere of the airport with all the crazy people and the and the, uh, the insanity and all the people telling me nice body, sir, nice body, and the crazy fans and the press conferences. There's going to be thousands of photographers there, literally probably hundreds and hundreds of photographers at the press conference, you know, snapping pictures away. Uh, the fact that it's being covered by. Uh, 20-something actual legitimate news organizations, including ESPN Asia. And, uh, I mean, I just love I love bodybuilding. So to see bodybuilding so popular anywhere on the earth is, like, um, is a thrill for me. So to see these guys going nuts, just absolutely nuts for the first call-out, you know, and prejudging, just, like, just, uh, just going insane. Like, to me, that's so cool. I mean, I just, I just get a, th- a thrill off of it to know that what I do... Um, somewhere on the planet can can generate that kind of excitement because you know in the United States you go to a Europa show people you might hear like you know when mm-hmm. uh, when somebody good comes out but there you see people like freaking puking on themselves they're so excited <laughs> they're shitting their pants when they is see it like that, is it like the crowd from Spartacus it's like the crowd from Spartacus minus the sex and and stuff like that in the crowd but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. all guys too usually <laughs> but um it, it was it's tremendous and so like that. I guess more than anything, I'm looking forward to the excitement for the sport because that, that means a lot to me. I'm also looking at it from a business perspective this year. I'm going there not only to cover the show and have a good time and everything, but I'm looking to go make more money because the Indian market and the supplement business and the bodybuilding business in general is huge, huge, unbelievably huge. It's the, Bodybuilding is the sixth most used uh, Google, Google keyword in India. So... You know, you might have uh, one, two. I don't know what, what number one would be. Number one might be, you know, curry. You know, <laughs> number two is this. Number three, and you get to number six, and it's bodybuilding. I don't even know where that is in the United States, but I would imagine it's in the many thousands. You know, yeah. So there you okay. go. All right. Um, uh, Tyler Ferfero 
wants to know, Aaron, now that you're married and have a kid, do you still come to PJ's aid as a wingman? And what is the best wingman story you guys have? Well, I'm an excellent wingman. I'm the best wingman. He is a very good. He is I was very- I was better. I, I'm be- I'm just as good now as I was then. I'm not somebody who will ever uh, cock block. So, like, I would never. If PJ's interested in a girl, it would be my it'd make it my mission to help him get the girl. I have never in my life. We've never fought over a girl or wanted to uh, go after the same girl at the same time. Now we we have both slept with the same girl at different times, <laughs> uh, but we have never went after the same girl. And I, I have no interest. There's too many girls. There's always been too many girls. For me to even consider such a thing, so um, am I a good wingman? The answer is yes, absolutely. Because I will actually, uh, I'm willing to do uh, things in a in a nice way, but maybe a little sneaky way to help PJ, you know, meet the meet the right girl. If I met a girl that I thought was great for PJ, I wouldn't even need him to say go ahead and do it. I would do my best on my own to uh, put PJ Braun straight into her heart. Yeah, I would I would uh, agree. That is 100 percent accurate. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Dylan Lindstadt wants to know, uh, is there anything you've learned about being a father now, uh, that you weren't aware with before that Slink <laughs> before Slinky was born? Slinky. Slinky is the stupidest name ever. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, uh, it's where P- Dave Palumbo was when my child was born. I have no idea how that could be a nickname for a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. More people are going to listen to me, and I say something. It's like when Dave has a kid, I should say wherever, whatever you know, my mom is, we're going to name that to It's just so dumb. Anyway, um, where what was the question? What was Slinky? What would I learn about being Where's uh, now? Now that you're a dad, uh, is there anything you've learned now that you've had Slinky that you didn't know about before? Yes. <laughs> yes. I didn't know anything, man. I'm not a baby person. I, I don't uh, was never like hip to what it requires to have a baby. You know, it's funny, as I would learn more and more stuff, a lot of times I would think to myself, oh, man, that's going to suck. Or, oh, that's going to change my life there, you know. Uh, but in reality, uh, everything so far has been has been great. And then he's been great, and it's been a, well, a very welcome addition to our lives together. And uh, I feel better for having him, and uh, I feel like I'm a better person for having him. So um, what am I unaware of? Let me think of one specific thing that I was unaware of with uh, before I had Asher and that I'm aware of now. Um, I don't know. I had a little scare the other day. Like, I didn't know, um, Darielle left me alone with the baby, and that's never been a problem in the past, but she left me alone with Asher, and uh, he started crying really hard when I was in the shower, because his bassinet was within view of the shower, but it was, like, far enough away that I guess, you know, for whatever reason, he got lonely, or he got pissed off about something, and it's pretty rare for him to cry like this, but I was in the shower, and he was fucking, sorry, I was, like, shrieking, I mean, just going crazy, so I actually got out of the shower, picked him up, and kind of, you know, cradled him and walked him around, and uh, because he was so worked up over the crying before, it was very hard for him to catch his breath. And I started kind of freaking out about it. Like, I started being looking at the baby and thinking to myself, you know, uh-oh, this is bad. You know, like, he's having a hard time breathing. And then he started, like, you know, kind of just... He seemed to me like he was having he was having difficulty breathing. And I started getting nervous. And I called Darielle to come. And she's like, I'm still in the grocery store. Give me 15 minutes. And then right, thank God, she was there at the time. I started getting a real, like, legit anxiety. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like he was getting worse and he wasn't doing well. He was looking around the room like a crazy person. And, and it ended up, like, when Daryl got home, he was totally fine. But uh, I learned that, uh, that I need to have learned baby CPR. Because that's the whole thing I was thinking in my brain the entire time. Should have took baby CPR. Should have took baby CPR. Should have took baby CPR. So that's Should've. what I learned. That's why I'm serious. Remind me next week to tell the uh, the Ben White weed smoking story because I want to tell that's a really funny story. 
That is a funny story. Yeah, next week we'll definitely. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not capable of doing it now. But you remind me. People remind me. That is a. I have like five stories that me and PJ wrote down. Some of his, some of mine. That we didn't. We're not going to do this week. So I'm just too tired, and, and PJ is too tired. But and we're almost done here. But um, you guys will love some of the stories we got. We got some really good ones, and one of them is the Ben White uh, weed smoking story. Ben White, the pro bodybuilder, and it's uh, it is definitely a classic. We're almost done. We have a couple questions left. Okay. Uh, Stacy Mitchell Gray wanted to know. Our thoughts on Evan's first Olympia. Did I help out with his prep in any way? And do we still think that the Sandow is in his future? Go ahead. Uh, I did not ha- help out with his prep. Nobody helps Evan with his prep. When I used to live there, I would get the privilege of seeing him, and I would offer my uh, input. Um, but Evan does what he wants, uh, and that's the way it has always been you know, since Oscar. Um, my, my thoughts on his placing – um, I thought his placing was pretty accurate. Perhaps he could have been a place higher, um, but I think eighth was good. He was very flat, um, and when he, Evan flattens out, he loses his quad sweep. He actually does have very good quads, and he and his legs look small from the back too, um, and he loses his lower lats. And I know his body probably better than anybody else's body that I've been able to see because I've seen him in real life so many times. So I know when he's full how impressive he can be, and as soon as he walked out, I thought, shit, he's really, really flat. Um and I told him that after when, when we talked, um, because I think as a good friend, you should tell the truth and you shouldn't just say, oh, you got screwed or whatever. I said, yeah, man, you're really, really flat. And uh, I think that, yes, I believe that in my opinion, I think that Evan will be Mr. Olympia in two years. So Phil will have it two more times and then the Evan era will start. Um, I'm going to go with that. I think that it's going to be difficult for Evan to win the Olympia. I think that Sean Roden is the heir apparent to me. I don't think that Evan, I'm not sure. What Evan would have to do to beat Sean Roden in the future, because Sean Roden is so superior. He's smaller, but his his body and his shape are so so superior. So I think that Evan's gonna Evan may have a hard time unless he gets a lot better and uh, even bigger and comes in a hundred percent. And then we have people slip up. That's my opinion. See, I think that Evan uh, is going to eventually be like a Dorian Yates, that's just too big and powerful. Uh, for anybody to compete with. And I, I feel uh, Sean Roden will be more of like a flex wheeler. I think he's going to maximize his potential in the next year or two. Uh, there's not going to be as much more he can do before he starts to ruin his lines and ruin what's so good about his physique. Where Evan, Evan you can see, has, especially from the side, he has so much more filling out to do still. Well, I can agree with that. That, uh, that, that I would actually agree that he has a, uh, he has a, he has a better shot with that than, uh, than anything else. All right, next question. What did, you, did you ask the one about the Iron our Generation Iron trailer? Because we watched that together, and uh, we were both impressed. Uh, we're getting to that. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, well, that's the next question, actually. Uh, well, what did we think of it? We both loved it. Yeah. Um, first of all, I interviewed, if people are interested, I interviewed the, um, the director, Vlad Yudin, on Access Bodybuilding last week. And... Um, I think that um, there, I mean, look, I wasn't sure, to be honest, how it would turn out. And I'm still not sure because we just saw a trailer. Yeah. Because cause he was he's still in the process of putting together the storyline and finding the right characters and stuff. But he said that there was a big budget movie and that it's going to be in the, all the movie theaters. So that was something that, like, you know, you, you want to believe. And obviously I, don't, I didn't think he was lying to me. But now that I saw the trailer, I can definitely say without a shadow of a doubt that we have never seen... A, a movie about pro bodybuilding that was made with this kind of budget that has these kind of real movie people. I mean, these are real filmmakers. It's not like a Mitsu that would go with his knee pads and just film <laughs> shit. And this is like the real fucking deal. Sorry. I was like, they have multiple teams. 
film teams following multiple people around at the same time all over the world in preparation for the Olympia, and they had extremely good access. They had basically carte blanche access this whole weekend where they could go backstage, they could follow the athletes anywhere. All the athletes were agree- okay with it. None of them were like, you know, like Kai Green in the past has made it very difficult for some guys to do you know, stuff with him, video stuff, because he wants to be private a lot. And uh, they didn't run into a lot of those si- side blocks. And with the talent they have, man, that preview just shows you what is possible. And if the whole movie is as good as that preview, then we may actually have a movie that could be potentially successful in the mainstream. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it, it has to be done really, really intelligently. And it can't be done to our audience. It's got to be done, you know, in a way that the, the regular people are going to want to see this movie. Um, and it looks like they, they, they have some personalities in there with Ben as the villain, which we think is going to happen. And I think that Kai might steal the show in, in, in this. Uh, Could be. Could be. You know what? I, I'll tell you my favorite part of the trailer was uh, when um, Kai was saying that Phil Heath was the gift, and he has the gifts, and then they showed Phil Heath uh, in the bubble bath. That that really made me laugh. That was my favorite part of the trailer. Yeah, he's holding a um, a Dupont Registry, which is like a fancy, fancy car magazine, <laughs> in the bubble bubble bath, reading it like intently, reading it while Kai <laughs> Green is like you know walking around in the projects and stuff. That's <laughs> you know, pretty crazy. Uh, and the final question that we have in here. Uh, is PG coming out to Australia with you next year, Aaron? You know what, man? I really, really hope so. So that's my answer to that. I really hope so. Um, I'm going to do whatever I can. Obviously, last year, we just kind of, I requested, you know, we called out, I, I called out on Access Body Building that I would love to come, that Dave would love to come um, with as a uh, spokesman or representative for RX Muscle to cover the show as well as possible. Tony Doherty and... Uh, Bioflex Supplements and Xavier Wills and his girlfriend Jane, they all made this happen and helped uh, helped me get out there. And I feel like we've done a lot with and for our Australian bodybuilding this past year. And I feel like the, our presence in Australia is growing and our international presence is growing tremendously. Uh, so I feel like, um, not like we deserve it or anything, but I feel like we could do some great work there together, some very fun, interesting stuff. And I know for a fact that a lot of people out there would love to meet you. So one way or another, I'm, I am planning on bringing PG out there in March of uh, 2013. We just have to figure out how and who wants to who wants to actually make this thing happen because they'll have access to a great uh, a great guy in PJ and some awesome knowledge in the form of potentially an expo, you know, signing and bringing a lot of people to your booth. So you know, if it's not with me directly to cover the show, hopefully we can get in there some other way to maybe work a booth or something. Get on it, all you Aussies that listen. Get on it. Yep, yep. It worked for me before saying that, so, you know, you never know. Hopefully it'll work this time again. Well, that was the final question. We got through it. All right. Did you fall asleep on me? No, maybe a little bit, but not really. Usually it's me that's falling asleep. I know. I know. I'm really tired. I'm really tired. I didn't sleep. I can't, I can't go to sleep still because I need to masturbate still. Oh, well, I already took care of that. The listeners should know that. I took care of that. At least my plane doesn't leave too, too early, so I'm going to try to go to the gym because I didn't go to the gym today, so I'm going to try to go to the gym tomorrow. Maybe we can catch a workout. Uh, I could say goodbye. You give me a kiss goodbye. Rub my balls and my dick and stuff, and we'll. Uh, that'll be a, that'll be it. And you'll you'll miss I'll, me for I'll, a week. I'll rub your balls, but not your penis. Okay, that's good. I don't want you to be gay, dude. Um. So, uh, what are you gonna do for a week without me? That's what I want to know. I don't know. It's gonna be weird. You're gonna be bored. I bet you really will be bored. I'm already thinking about like 
I'm looking at my cal- calendar and, and like there, I, I erased all the dates. I just put like a big white spot there. You're probably it'll be like a big a big blank white spot of, of a time period for you. What you need to do is some of these girls that have been texting you and want to see you, you need to bring a few of them down to entertain you when you're when I'm gone. I suppose that would be the smart thing to do. Yeah, you need to sample some of them to see what you think. We'll talk to the youngster in the gym finally. Oh, the tight, young, attractive, small child of a woman. The little child. <laughs> the little child that you look at all the time, but I just look and just glance at as I walk by. <laughs> um, that's it. Uh, all right, PJ, let's uh, let's call it a day for Iron Empire Radio. I believe this is show number forty. Uh, we, we would do a singing uh, a singing shout for whoever told us the number, but nobody did. So um, you all lose. And that's it for this week. We're going to come back, I believe, on Tuesday of next week. We'll exactly. Um, this is we're actually doing this on a, on Monday because we have no other choice. So Tuesday of next week, I believe I'll be back. That'll be one day before I go to Spain. So we're going to take full good use of this, of that, and we're going to do it. And until then, uh, Aaron Singerman and DJ Ron, and we are Iron Empire Radio. Iron Empire Radio. That's it. Good night, guys.